Welcome to the Everything Apartments podcast. I'm your host, Eric Christopher. I'm president of WSC Realty Advisors here in Long Beach, California, where I've been an apartment broker, owner, and property manager for the last 15 years. This podcast covers all aspects of multifamily investments from buying and financing properties. We also talk about day-to-day management and operations and into reinvestment strategies to help you increase your net worth. Well, it's been a few more weeks than I wanted since the last episode dropped, but I've been on a few really great scouting trips since the last episode. Uh, First, I visited the Salt Lake City market, and then more recently, I visited Tennessee and surveyed Nashville and then all the way across to Knoxville. So stay tuned for those episodes in the near future. Today, we're going to talk about apartment sales trends here in Long Beach. Uh, This is the type of episode I've wanted to do for a while since I started And now I've got a model down for it, and I think it'd be good to do this on, say, a quarterly basis. We'll be going over some of the sales metrics. If you need a refresher on that, maybe you've been away a while or you just haven't been paying attention to much of those uh, on some of the metrics and what they mean, I encourage you to check out our episode number three of this podcast where we drill into those and kind of explain the nuts and bolts around those. You may know or have heard on these podcasts, I've been an apartment broker in Long Beach for quite a while. But before that, I was an accountant, and that's helped me a lot in the real estate business. I also admit to being kind of an Excel geek. And when I started in brokerage, I decided I would track this market better than anyone. And I believe I still do that today. I've literally tracked and cataloged every five plus unit sale in Long Beach since 2010. Now, sure, there may be a few that have got under my radar, but what I've been to do with the bulk of the sales is to portray the market in a a very sophisticated spreadsheet I built. I can analyze uh, property sales in all different directions, everything around these transactions, six way to Sunday kind of thing. You know, I interview sellers, buyers, other brokers, property managers, in addition to scouting comps and and on-market properties across all the online platforms that have emerged. This helps in a lot of ways, especially when somebody is considering taking their building to market. So we'll cover some of these today. Today, we'll talk citywide statistics. But one thing to remember is each zip code trends differently, as you can imagine. The broad example here is an area called Belmont Shore, which is a beach community versus North Long Beach, which is much more of an urban interior market of the city. But I do parse all this data by zip code and actually by building age, which is a more laser-focused discussion when we sit down and talk about a sale price on a building you own. Let's start with the most basic one, which is sales volume. How many buildings have sold? Uh, Through the end of the third quarter, 2021, we've recorded 96 sales, Typically, the fourth quarter does end up being about linear as far as what the percentage of of sales that occur then. Uh, So if we added 25% additional to the 96, we'd finish the year with 128. This will be off from 2019, which is obviously a pre-COVID year. We recorded 152 sales that year. And then 2020, which is really kind of a statistical anomaly, barely hit the 100 mark. So we're back in more, let's say, of a regular environment. Uh, The sales really peaked out in 2017, 2018, where you had 219 and 234. Uh, That was really, really a busy year. And then it seems to be sloping off just a little as far as volume is concerned. Let's flip the page and talk about rents. Since everything in an investment property follows behind the rents you're generating or the rents that you could generate, 
Citywide, we've been in a really good rent growth trend. As of now, the rent per square foot number is running at about $2.30. Now, going back to 2016, we've seen an average growth of about 7%. But moving forward, this number may be a bit muted on the back of AB 1482 rent control at 5% plus CPI. Uh, right now, as we've all seen at the gas pumps and the grocery store and pretty much everywhere we go, we're feeling some inflation. So this number does flow straight through to the area CPI number. That's running at 3.5% right now. This allows then 8.5% rent increase, which might work for most normal increases. But keep in mind, as time goes by, that CPI number does vary quite frequently. And so it can limit the amount of rent that you can achieve. So the, the upward trend of the rent growth will definitely be affected by AB 1482. Just in the current period, the CPI number is inflated and not causing people a lot of headaches being able to raise their rent to eight and a half percent. So taking the rental income into the gross rent multiplier or GRM, we've really ranged in the mid 14 range since 2017. It was a little off last year, probably more or less based on sales volume decreases, uh, but it's never dipped below 14. So right now we're on a flat line across the top at about a mid-14 GRM across the city. An interesting factoid, and this is also pretty intuitive, is the GRM on on-market properties that are properties that are listed is way up at 17.7. You can always kind of figure out that the asking price is going to be higher than the sale price. And this differential in GRM is a perfect way to quantify it. Moving over to cap rate, these are a little tenuous to dial down on a given apartment property. It's a widely held metric in all commercial real estate, and it's much easier to determine on, a, say, a single tenant property where your return is almost a static. With apartments, you really only estimate the expenses to get your cap rate. Uh, the repair and maintenance pendulum does swing back and forth that we all know. You'll go through a good year where you hardly have to repair much or anything. Then on another year, you've got some bigger things, and that's going to obviously fluctuate, but we try to estimate this properly. So let's talk about expenses for a minute. When I started 15 years ago in 2006, expenses on a given apartment property registered in about a 32 to 35% range of gross rents. This was pretty static for about five years because we didn't have a ton of rent growth in that period. So the rents were more or less flatlined. I mean, if you remember much of that time, we were just trying to keep our units full in that 2018 to say 2012 period. Then when we got back on track in 2012 and the uptrend in pricing has been heavily fueled by rent growth, rents have grown faster than expenses in the period since holding aside that ever-present maintenance and repair monster that attacks us from time to time. But we've basically seen the expense factor pair back against the gross rents. So for example, the building that was running a 35% expense factor eight years ago is much closer to 30% now because of the higher rents. Now, tying this back to cap rate, you know, we can rightfully underwrite at lower expense percentages based on the rent growth but the overall velocity of the pricing we've seen since 2014 moving forward, that works in the other direction. That compresses your cap rates back with the same net income. So you've got two ways to look at it. You've got organic growth through rents, and then you've got basically 
a cyclical growth in pricing, just more demand for the real estate. But at this point, Long Beach citywide has been in a cap rate range at just under 5% for about five years now. So it doesn't appear that this is going to compress much further. Uh, this is probably where the cycle kind of maintains until the next market dynamic changes it. And again, I'm going to beleaguer the topic about this being citywide, because if you own a property in Belmont Shore, you're going to see a, a much slimmer cap rate, could be down in the high threes, for example. And then if you own in North Long Beach, you could be a little higher right now at, say, you know, five and a quarter, perhaps even five and a half. So again, citywide cap rate is running just under 5%. And the, the, the take out of this is that it has been in that range for about five years now. Let's talk for just a minute about price per square foot. This is a really nice linear metric that strips away everything. It doesn't really have any components of rents or expenses or anything else in it. You could have above market rents or below market rents or different expenses. At the end of the day, there's a price per square foot trend. Now, we had a few really strong years on growth in this metric from 2016 to 2018, which when we look back will be probably the most robust years of this cycle. When we saw year over year's growth in the double digits, it settled quite a bit back down into the 5% range. Currently, it's running about $395 per square foot citywide. Again, this being a citywide discussion, Really, the only take out of it is being able to analyze macro trends across the whole market. For example, what's gone on in these things for the last five to seven years and to look at trends there. As I mentioned, I've parsed this data by zip code and also by age of the property. So we aren't comparing 1920s all studio buildings with 1980s all two bedroom buildings. So whatever location or profile of property you have, I've got a great data set that can tell you what the market is doing right in that zip code with the age group of the building that you have. And then what all does that mean to you? What are your options? What does the cycle tell us it may be doing? Uh, I'd encourage you to contact me. We can talk about your specific building in your specific zip code. Stay tuned for the next episode of Everything Apartments podcast, where we'll talk about the Salt Lake City market with some really great guests. Again, I'm your host, Eric Christopher, and thanks for listening today.